Whoa, Agatha, did you know the fastest car in the world averages about 316 miles per hour? Wow, that's fast. But it seems like information is traveling even faster than that. Yeah, it does seem that way. It seems like you hear about a new drug and the next thing you notice, you've already had 10 claims fell due to the quick uptake and utilization. I know what you mean, Maxie. And these new to the market drugs come with a heavy price tag. Time is money and it just emphasizes how important it is to timely evaluate new drugs from a pharmacy revenue cycle perspective. Maxie, what do we need to know about the reimbursement for brand new drugs? You know, that's a very good question. And it's not necessarily the difference in payment per se, but they are eligible for what CMS calls pass-through status. This is designated in the Social Security Act and provides certain eligibility for drugs, biologics, and radiopharmaceuticals with a temporary or transitional pass-through payment. Let's just outline some of the key features for pass-through status. Certainly, I'll take this one. The list is not all-inclusive and should refer back to the original act for more details. But here's a few bullet points that we want to just simply put key information regarding pass-through status. First, an application must be submitted to CMS for approval. This is not automatically assigned just because the drug has hit the market. The service must be provided in a covered hospital outpatient department. And the service provided is not comparable to another group clinically and with respect to the use of resources in another category. The drug must be new and whose cost is not insignificant in relation to the associated outpatient payment for the procedure. So pass-through payment once granted will be made for at least two years, but not more than three years and will expire quarterly to grant pass-through payment for as close to three years as possible. This is actually an updated change. Previously, expiration only occurred on an annual basis. The pass-through drugs can be identified because they are assigned a status indicator of G, G like good, in addendum A and B. Payment is based upon the ASP methodology and may use as a basis either the average selling price, WAC, or AWP, depending upon what data is available. Thanks, Agatha, for that. I often also see confusion around the biosimilars and pass-through status. Likely, this confusion um, has been really due to the changes in the regulation over the last five years. If you look back, in calendar year 16 and 2017, biosimilars were included with their reference products in, in terms of HICSPIC's assignment. Thus, they were not subject to pass-through status. Upon finalizing the calendar year 2018 hospital outpatient prospective payment, the biosimilars were granted a separate HICSPIC's code and therefore became eligible for a pass-through status. Thus, each new biosimilar that enters the market if it is not the first, even if it's not the first biosimilar within that category, will be assigned its unique HICSPIX code and eligible to receive the pass-through payment. Thanks, Maxie. That does sound like a big change, but I'll go ahead and wrap up with our shout outs for this week. 
First, pharmacy teams should monitor for new and expiring drugs with pass-through status. Pass-through status may aid in a formulary decision when assessing the financial impact, taking in special considerations for biosimilars. The revenue integrity team should monitor also for new and expiring drugs with pass-through status and the associated change in the status indicator. In select 340B eligible organizations, this change will drive changes in billing modifiers. And we'll be discussing that in a future episode. As usual, our goal is simple. We're taking complex information and making it practical. Until our next episode, this is Agatha Nolan and Maxie Freemill providing you with tips for increasing your pharmacy revenue.